This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. This episode of the Spa Retailer Podcast is brought to you by Marquee. All right, so we are recording here in Las Vegas, and um, the good and the bad about recording in Las Vegas is um, we actually get to be together, which is nice, but we're all feeling the effects of Vegas this morning. That's true. So, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to power through. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'm here with Jeff again, my co-host. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Megan. Hi, Norm. Good morning, Jeff, Megan. Yes, yeah, so we're here with, with Norm Coburn from New England Spas. Um, and Norm has the distinction. I'm not sure if we've talked about this before, Norm, but I keep a tally of everyone we've interviewed in the magazine and when and how many times. And we have uh, quoted you in Spa Retailer uh, more than anybody else in the industry. So congratulations. Well, wow, do I get like a jacket <laughs> with, a, with a number, you know, like Paul Simon on... Uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, we should. We should start handing those handing those out. But um, but it was just a matter of time before we had you on the podcast since we, we talked to you so much for Spa Retailer. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I was told that the reason why I get quoted so often is because I actually answer the phone. This is true. So. That is a big part of it. People sometimes ask me, how do I get in the magazine? And it's like, dude, talk to me. <laughs> That's how you get in the magazine. <laughs> but no, we, I mean, I always have appreciated your support and insight and, and picking up the phone when we call and answering the emails. And Norm's been a good resource for us over the years. It's been a pleasure. Um, but the reason why we want to have you on today is that you are kind of a fixture at the, at the trade shows. Um, you know, we can spot you in your Hawaiian shirt going up and down the going up and down the rows every year. And you seem to always be prepared and have a mission. And so we kind of wanted to talk about about that and just sort of shows from years past and now and what you've seen that you that you like. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what our topic for to for today is. How many shows do you think you've you've been to? Uh, I have not kept track. I've been to um, 10, but I only have 10 to keep track of. I think my first one was in 1985, and I think it was New Orleans, um, but I could be mistaken. I remember um, being affiliated with another company back then that had their um, their dealer conference during the, the event, so it was a twofer, and we stayed at the Golden Nugget on the Strip, which um, even in those days was pretty ratty and, uh, and, and not the You're glamour. You're confusing me. You said on the Strip? On the on the old strip on the Fremont. Oh, okay. Fremont oh, okay. So was it New Orleans or was it? I don't know. It's all it's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to stay with it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And there was uh, I think we did one in in Texas in the early days, but you know, big difference in in terms of um, what I'm looking for and and how I survive these things, um, and um, it's great. It's a great opportunity to to meet people. Um, and have conversations that go a lot further than just walking a show. So you're right. I, I do tend to uh, fill my schedule pretty pretty heavily with uh, meeting after meeting after meeting. It, it gets it's a lot of work. I took um, one of my um, one of my team to Atlantic City, and um, and he said, um, 
is the is the pace like this all, all the time? Because you couldn't believe how, how go 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 the whole thing was, and you know people have no idea you know that it's 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 kind of work. I mean, it depends on what you choose to do. Sure, you know, you know, <clears throat> gambling here too. I think. <laughs> well, I've known you for a long time, and you we've been friends for a long time, and I do know that you would not go to something like this unless it was to get a lot lot accomplished. Uh, you uh, the Atlantic City Pool and Spa Show. Um, you had stayed away from for a little while, and you're, you seem to find that as a, a show that you can get uh, quite a bit done at now, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the same vendors that I would want to talk to go there. Um, and as a regional show, from what I gather, it's, it's a pretty uh, well-attended one. Uh, it's certainly been a fixture in the industry for a long time. Just, you know, who wants to go to Atlantic City in January? Yeah. So yes. it's, um, it's, you know, Vegas, mm, you know, it's, it's, it's just a different, different venue. Now you you mentioned you mentioned that um, at the shows you kind of have an agenda. How has that changed over the years? How would you say from before to now? What is different about the shows? What's the biggest thing that stands out in your mind? Um, money, having money makes all the difference in the world <laughs> when when you travel for business. Um, it's um, I, I tell a story frequently. You know, in the in the first few years we had. We didn't have two nickels to rub together, so my my um, the my ex partner and I would go to the health clubs and the gyms, in the hotels and poach apples. So that would be our lunch. Wow, that's amazing. Um, we had we had you know, we stayed in garbage places. We looked for the six dollar steak dinners, and um, you know it was it was really a challenge to to not have money to travel, uh, in in the fashion that most people would enjoy. And so, um, you know, trying to find vendors that, you know, would, would be generous enough to take you out to dinner. And, and, and now um, I only go to dinner with people I want to have dinner with. <laughs> um, I eat at much nicer places. And, um, and I stay in much nicer places. So it's, it's nice to, to have um, a little more comfort in, in doing the travel and getting the takeaways. It's not like I'm desperately looking to add this or that or, or change my business. I'm just looking for the little things that can make a difference for either our customers or our staff. Um, that's a new idea. Um, get a, a pulse of, you know, what's going on. Um, what do things look like? Um, and so it's, it's, it's a lot more fun. Well, what would you say is the biggest difference between a show, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago and we're, a show 30. today? <laughs> yeah, <you're>, yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago and today, what would, would be the biggest difference? Excuse me, I'm fighting, fighting a cold like here. Like I said, it's Vegas. We're all feeling it today. <laughs> um, what was the question? The, the difference 30 years ago when you would come to a show, vendors, the layout, the, just the way the show was then compared to how it is today. What, what, what jumps out at you as, as being different? Well, I heard that there used to be naked girls in the booths, but that's not happening anymore. That I, I don't recall. Oh. I would remember that. Yeah. Really? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I was at a meeting the other day, and they were talking about, you know, years ago at the show that, I mean, forget hmm. the bathing suits. They were, huh. it was another era, maybe. Yes, yeah. Norm's looking at me very confused. Might, He's like, I would have remembered <clears throat> that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know, maybe there was a, a different show that might have been in the same Oh, in same the same building, building. yeah. That, I we remember did, that one. We did have that. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, yeah. they, they often have multiple uh, conferences in these buildings uh, at the convention center. 
there's one right now that um, I find fascinating. It's uh, it's about fasteners, and so I saw this poster of like a, a hundred different screws. Yeah, I, I'm like, that's a trade show you want to go to. Yeah. yeah, it was it was actually remarkable that they. Yeah, I saw that too. I think I was in the same bathroom. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, they they um, yeah they they you can get them in all types of metals. Different colors, you know. It's, yeah. It depends on what you need to fasten. But getting back to the shows, yeah. As far as this show, what 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 jumps out at you that's different? I, th- I think in in the earlier days there was um, fewer companies had more dominance uh, in the marketplace. I think we have more more variety of vendors and opportunities to carry different products. So it's not um, you know you used to see you know two or three big companies taking like giant spaces. And those companies aren't exhibiting today. Yeah. So, so there's been a very slow maturation uh, in our industry. It's still, it's still very much uh, in its infancy, in my mind. Sure. Um, but it's, um, but the players are shifting, and and there's opportunity, which is, um, which is nice to see. Were there? Did all of the hot tub manufacturers used to come to the show? Because I feel like since I've been in the industry, which has only been ten years. There's always just been a handful, and I feel like that number is even getting smaller and smaller each year. So, I mean, it, it, back in the day, did they all come to the show? Yes. Okay. And they all spent, like, a lot of money to make a big splash, sponsorships, um, you know, fancy events to, you know, bring people in, gifts. Um, I don't know if you remember the year they had they were giving away yo-yos. Um, they had the hot I do tubs all that. filled with yes. yo-yos. That was yeah. kind of a, a good fun. takeaway. Now it's USB sticks, but... Yeah, back in the days it was yo-yos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. I think that um, the dynamic of that money that's spent to do a show and how that can be used more effectively for some of the manufacturers um, to to develop business, um, you know, by bringing bringing people you know to their factories instead of you know having them all here. So there, there's some reasons why they've done it, but. I, I think in a, in a weird way, there's a kind of a, a connection to home shows slowing down too. Our home shows that we sell hot tubs at, and and these shows too. Um, but I always read that um, the shows are always as big as you know, bigger than ever, and and all that. But as you come here, it's it's uh, it's definitely strange to see some of the biggest players in the industry not here. Well, I, you know, in conversation with some of them, you know, they claim that they're spending the money on digital marketing so that we get more leads. Which would you rather we do, solicit more dealers or, or help your business? And, and that's obviously a loaded question. So sure. um, I say, you know, both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It's, um, it's, it's fun to see what's going on. At the, in the earlier days, too, keep in mind there were two shows. There was the Acra Show and the National Spawn Pool Institute Show. And um, and for many years, um, the the well, the big magazine was Pool and Spa News um, and Aqua, and Aqua focused much more on hot tubs, which you know I was pretty excited about. And so I had petitioned both of them because I, I answered the phones for them too, mm-hmm. and um, I pleaded and begged, you know, why are you doing two shows? Because frequently they would be back to back in the same venue. Oh, yeah, ni- yeah. in 1999. Mandalay Bay had opened, and they did Aqua, and APSP had the Pool and Spa show at the Vegas Convention Center, and you were back and forth. They overlapped, I think, a day. So one started Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the other was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But yeah, it was it was crazy, especially 
the, the size of the industry, I don't even know that could support that. Well, obviously, now there's one show. So They finally you know, got, got their stuff together to, to make one show, which makes it... Because you know, when you talk about the mon- money that comes out of the manufacturers, there's also the money that comes out of the dealers that pay to be at this event, right. and how many can they afford? So it was wonderful to have the combination of the two. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, we kind of jumped right into the shows, Norm, and I'm not sure that, I mean, me and Jeff and I know you fairly well, but I'm not sure our audience will all know who you are. Can you just tell us a little bit about, about your business and your, and your background? Well, um, it all started. <laughs> um, I was in the solar water heating business in uh, 1981, 82, and um, thought that I had a lifelong career, great growth opportunity, doing something good for the planet. And um, politics uh, got involved and and basically dismissed tax incentives that were available for customers. So the the industry was killed pretty much in 1984. And I had acquired uh, some very talented salespeople, some very talented installation and service people. And um, they all kind of looked at me and my partner at the time and said, uh, what do we do now? So um, that's how we got in the hot tub business. Um, it, it, was, it was hot water. <laughs> that's the connection. <laughs> and um, we, we actually had the opportunity to open a, a brick-and-mortar store, which we had never had before. We were kind of a direct uh, in-home sales marketing company. And um, by having brick-and-mortar, we sold some hearth products, wood stoves, energy-efficient window shades, we were the, oh the leading seller of. Window I think you still you still have them in your house, right? Yes, I do. Really? Yes. Yeah. And, and they work flawlessly. Um, <laughs> what a what a nice. We can only get that kind of uh, lifetime out of hot tub products. But thirty years later, these shades still work great. They're they're a quilted pattern that fit in, in a track. So if you have old leaky windows, yeah. um, you can see them billow sometimes. And now, of course, we all have new windows. And but I kept the shades because they're cool. So uh, we, were, we were doing that stuff, and, and we, a customer w- wanted us to build a room with a hot tub in it. Um, so I met the founder of New England Hot Tubs, which started in uh, 1978. Okay. Um, this guy, you know, super pioneer, you know, in this crazy business. Um, and I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, he, um, he, was, he had a pretty successful run of seven years. He was driving a Corvette. Um, he was in the same building my office is in right now, and um, he he was going to sell his business and, and come to work in California in uh, in the water care business of hot tubs. I think he was involved in the uh, NSPI too. I think he may have been a past president or something like that. So he got involved, and so they they lured him to uh, California. So he wanted to unload the business, and and I was um, wide eyed and bushy tailed, and mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, sure, you know." I mean, gosh, I couldn't open my own hot tub store. It'd be too difficult. I have to buy your your business, which was fraught with liabilities and issues and problems that didn't surface until afterwards. So the first few years was really tricky. Um, And then 1989 came along, and and we had our first recession that I experienced as a business owner. And we shrank from, uh, I think, something like 11 employees to about four. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And... um, and then in 91, 92, things started picking up again, and, you know, here, here we are now. So there, there was another recession in between, and, and the, the devastation was a lot different. Um, we had four stores and 36 employees, right? and we, we shrank that um, by about a third. 
Uh, we got rid of one store and, and hunkered down for the 2008 Fiesta. Yeah. So. That's when I started in the industry was in, was in 2008. So I, I got in it at just the right time. So I feel like people always talk about the heyday of the hot tub industry as a time that I have never experienced. But people are saying now that they're having some of the best sales they've had in their entire existence as a business. So I think hopefully things are picking up for the better. Well, I mean, one of the conversations I had last night was about, um, you know, it's pretty easy to grow a business. You know, if you've got revenue, you know, money coming out of your pockets and, you know, you can make mistakes pretty uh, and just keep moving. Shrinking a business is a skill that um, they don't teach, and you, you do it based on uh, fear. And, it's forced um, upon you, yeah. It, it's, it's a whole different ball game, and the fact that heyday also means at some point the cycle is going to reverse, and so you have to be prepared for the highs and the lows. Yeah, that's... As a new business owner, that's a scary thing to think about right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you remortgage your house and, you know, it's all, it's all, you're all in. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I remember during that time, Megan, when you were getting in the business, um, how thin the magazines were, the trade magazines. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, and that's, we, we all felt it yeah. from the trade magazines to our own stores. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for our old owner for keeping things afloat in those days. And honestly, you know, and, and really grateful to some of our key partners who stuck with us and advertised when a lot of people, you know, pulled, they cut their marketing departments to zero. Um, and I feel like those companies are the ones that really jumped out in front when things started to pick back up because they kept their name out there and stayed in front of people. So... There's my advertising plug for the... Uh, well, I, I was going to say, is it uh, the issues getting thicker because of content or advertising? Both. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Very good answer. We're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor. When we return, we'll go more in-depth with Norm about his strategy for attending his show. And we'll get to my favorite part of the episode, where he talks about the products he's brought back that have bombed. This episode is brought to you by Marquee. Aquatic training vessels are much more than a traditional swim spa. Hydrodynamic flow design and control, plus a unique range of pumps and jet arrays deliver water flow users can customize for their aquatic workout. The Kona's exclusive system design uses six whitewater four jets to deliver water flow beyond the volumes created by the pumps, delivering up to 39% more flow than comparably sized competitive jets. Plus, two mid-vessel buoyancy jets provide mid to lower torso lift during swimming. The V-150 Party Swim Tub utilizes Whitewater 4 jets, three swim jets, and two footwell jets, plus directional, conal, and orbital jet pods and eight therapy seats. To learn more, visit atvswimspas.com. So, um, what's your favorite city you've ever been to for a show? <laughs> um, it's not that funny. <laughs> favorite city? Yeah, like what's what, because you know the, the shows now are basically either in Orlando, New Orleans, or Vegas. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Vegas now is a whole different experience for me, so I kind of like it here. <laughs> um, it you know, and remembering the old days is just you know, uh, it it just it's it means something you know. Sure. And um, I do like New Orleans. I mean, that's a fun place to go. I don't mind doing that. Um, I did skip last year's in Florida. Sure. So I would say no. Um, I did one, I think it was in uh, uh, Dallas, if 
I'm not mistaken. They're going to do Dallas after New Orleans for the for the pool and spa show. So yeah, I be, think they did that. Yeah. Many, so many it's going to go from here to New Orleans and then and to then to Dallas. Yes, that's my understanding that they're not going to go back to Orlando again. That they're going to you know keep Vegas in the rotation and do Vegas, New Orleans, and then you know somewhere else. Wow, that's smart. I mean, I'd, I'd go to one, because we get the poll every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always check off, sure, I'll go to California. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, so it's nice It's nice to mix it up, because it does, you know, if, you know, coming from the East Coast, you want to, you know, five and a half hours in a plane is a long time. Right. Now, um, a simple question, but what's one of the things you look forward to the most when you come to the show? The whole idea, and, and you can relate to this, because I'll, I'll quote your old partner, um, when you would come back from an event, he would say to you, what did you get out of it? What's it going to mean to my business? So I look for the value in the trip. Sure. Um, what are the takeaways that are going to enhance my customer experience? What are the, what's going to make my employees happy? Um, what kind of stupid things can I buy to put a, on the shelf and try to sell and a year later give them away? Um, you know, finding new little knickknacks is something that I, I, I usually do here. Um, because I think uh, the, there's a shortage of product, I think, that's uh, fun and useful for our customers. They, I see them come in, and they look, and they're, they're looking to buy stuff. And sure. I don't have a whole lot of stuff. <clears throat> so I know a lot of my peers do billiards and barbecue and massage chairs and and, and, and. Um, you know, we're, we're very focused as a hot tub company. That's our core competency. Um, we, we also sell sauna and feel really good about that category as having a lot of growth opportunity. Um, but I want to, I want to make it fun, you know, uh, cool celebrity ducks and things that, um, you know, just, you won't, you won't find in, uh, on the shelf in another store. Now, Megan wanted to do this, um, the day after you had your chance to walk through the show. And mm-hmm. I know you're pretty disciplined with, you do every row, every booth, you know, so <laughs> yes, very anal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you in regards to that, um, what jumped out at you yesterday? The, the way I would answer that is, is, is not so much anything specifically as, as, you know, mind blowing and new, but how much attention there was amongst a variety of vendors around the categories of cover lifters, covers and water care. That seemed to be a very big thing. This t- my takeaway from a quick run through yesterday. Um, uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Like uh, water care. How, how? What do you? I mean, there's basically two players in the in the water care industry. What What did you see? Did you see a lot of private labeling stuff? I'm seeing a lot of new and or improved products that are designed to enhance uh-huh. the customer yes. experience with, yes. with water and. Um, I, I won't name names, but there's a lot. Interesting. And and so that's, um, and it's nice to see because I think that what they're on to is that if you keep your customer using the hot tub and enjoying the hot tub, that's going to translate into more product sales. Sure. Supplies, maintenance, maintenance contracts, referrals. Um, and once somebody becomes a hot tubber, for they're, they're generally for life, so that means they're going to be looking for their second hot tub, and if we live long enough, the third. So um, it just makes really good sense to give customers uh, a, be- a better water experience if that's at all possible, and that's what a lot of vendors are, are working on is how to make it you know 
uh, as clean, as healthy, as easy, as natural, um, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'll give you a, an example that will illuminate our perhaps even shift in thinking about the customer water care experience. For many, many years in our beginnings, uh, customers would say, hey, do you, uh, do you come out and clean filters? And we went, no. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's sure. like they're gross, right? And, and then uh, after the recession hit, it was like, wh- wh- what can we do to make money? So the next time someone said, we, we come out and clean my filter, we said, how often would you like us to come? <laughs> sure. And, and that now has become a big uh, thing for um, a lot of companies selling the, quote, valet services. Sure. And um, we have a marvelous uh, <laughs> picture on the side of our um, valet van that's a, a white-gloved butler holding a silver tray with a hot tub on top of it. And um, it says it all. Yeah. And I, I thought it was very clever. And, uh, and it looks great. You know, one of those big wrap vans. Sure, yeah. sure. Jeff, you guys do valet service as well, yeah, don't you? Yeah, we, we, just, we just signed up our 300th customer on that. So, yeah, wow. it's, Congratulations. it's a, hu- a huge business, huge part of our revenue. And every day I see that coming in, and it's, it's, it's pretty wonderful. So another thing that, that we, we shifted our position on that's along the same lines is when customers would call and want to have their tub winterized, we used to say, you know, how's Thursday? Now we say, why right. do you want to winterize it? And if it's because they think it costs too much in the winter, we'll suggest, you know, a floating blanket or a replacement cover. Um, maybe they're not using the thermostat the right way. They're going up and down every day instead of just leaving it steady. So we'll try to address the issue um, and keep them in the hot water if it's at all possible. So they really have to convince us that they're going to be in Florida for four months. Then we'll come out and winterize it. Right. Sure. Yeah, I always, I always kind of wonder when people talk about winterizing hot tubs, that just blows my mind because I always think that's the best time of year to get in the hot tub is yeah. in the winter. And I grew up in North Dakota where we had a hot tub, and we would get out there in the winter, and it felt great. It was just what you needed to kind of get through those long, long long winter months mm-hmm. well in fact a lot of people don't don't use it in uh, in the summer which I think is too bad because they don't realize you don't have to have it hot and you know it's a whole different experience getting the massage therapy with with cooler water so we've we've been able to convince people to use their tubs more year-round which I think serves us and the customer you know we've talked to you even in the magazine about about your kind of strategy coming to the show what do you do beforehand to, to prepare I mean what do you do? You try to set up a lot of meetings before you show up. Do you kind of get a list of people that you want to talk to? How do you kind of get ready to do this every time? Well, I, I start about six months early <laughs> and uh, book my flights, and um, and people make fun of me, you know, because they, you know, this isn't for six months, you know, and um, and I'll book the hotel, and I'll start scheduling appointments with people um, as early as they're willing to do it. Really? So um, I've had um, meetings, you know, uh, breakfast and dinner every every night this week, um, and um, and I've been a little bit concerned about you know how much floor time do I have I really allowed myself? And yesterday was uh, 10:30 to uh, 3:30 floor time, and so I got a, a quick run through, and so st- strategically to answer your question, I, I will then return. Uh, either today or tomorrow, to um, uh, revisit a couple of places that I want to spend a little more time at, because I'm I'm like a locomotion. You know, if anybody's been to a, a show with me, um, you know, you got to keep up because I don't I don't like 
chit-chat a whole lot in that first go-through. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what there is to see and then go back and revisit the people that I really want to talk to. Because otherwise you never get through it. I mean, as, as you said, you know, I, I, you too, Jeff, people know who we are. We have a lot of relationships in, in, in our peer group and in our vendor group, and we always want to stop and say hello and how you doing and catch up. And So it's a, it's a great opportunity to do that too. Um, but as, as you said, I'm on a mission. I, you know, I want to get the work done. I want to bring the goodies home. When our staff travels for any reason, um, our policy is to um, share with our management team and ultimately our company, um, what do we learn? What, what's going on in the industry? Kind of connect them to what they do for a living and have it become more real. And so um, that pass-through of information is, is a reporting system that um, everybody has to subscribe to. Do you bring employees with you to the show sometimes? Well, I'm, I'm bringing them all to Atlantic City okay. um, this year, um, and um, and I think that's a good I think that's a good thing for them, and I think they're going to bring back a lot of content. I know they're pretty excited about it. I'm sure they are. Any, anytime you're traveling on someone else's dime, you're excited. Atlantic City, the fourth week of January is beautiful. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a great time. Actually, it can be 65 or it can be minus 10. You just never know what you're getting here. It's usually a pretty good mixed bag, but it's a very good show, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to go home today, what would you share with your staff? Again, that, that focus on um, these categories and, and evaluate some of the product offerings that are out there. I've, I've ordered you know some sample stuff to try out. Um, we generally, we have a lot of staff that owns hot tubs, so they'll take stuff home and try it. Um, and then we'll also do it on our wet test spas in our showrooms. And, you know, then we'll sit down as a group and say, you know, what do you think? Yeah. You know, there's specialty products that you're talking about that help enhance uh, your skin, different things, that, that, that different products that are here. That's what you seem, it seems to be exploding right now. And the good news is that's one way to keep, keep the customer today to keep coming back. Um, you know, we're struggling to keep our retail, you know, growing because of that. So, um, because, so having something that creates that great experience is really important. And, and, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. How that's exploding out there on the floor. Do you ever order something straight out on, from the show floor or do you always test it out before you, before you sign on the dotted line? (laughs) My staff will, will make a list of all the goofball things I've bought at the shows because <laughs> um, I, I get excited and I think, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And um, um, I've mentioned the, the, the ducks before. I don't know if some of the old timers out there might remember a guy named David Stern from CSD. Yeah, sure. And um, he was like me, a, a, a real merchant. He really liked to stock the shelves with things that were interesting and cool and different. And um and so he convinced me to um, to buy uh, Moses ducks. And, really? Um, and as in, as in, like the Bible Moses? Yeah, the, it was a rubber <laughs> duck that that had Moses uh, his head, and he was holding a, a tablets, like, you know. The Ten Commandments. Yeah, exactly. You've seen that then. Yeah. Um, and um, and we couldn't give those away. <laughs> it was it was terrible. That's so funny. No one wanted to hot soap with Moses. Uh, apparently not. So um, the, um, the 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 next chapter in that story was I was um, he, he had unfortunately passed away and his wife Sue took over the business and before she sold it to uh, SCP mm-hmm. anyway um, and I was telling her how much I missed her husband and you know we used to have breakfast together at, at these events and um, 
and I um, I said something to her about the the Moses ducks, you know, like if you need any, and and she just started laughing and laughing and laughing, and I said, what are you laughing about? And she says, I have over a thousand of them, <laughs> and every time I go visit David at, at the gravesite, I bring one and I leave it on his tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So would that be one of the um, one of the things that you uh, brought back that wasn't such a great thing? What else? What other things oh, had, did the you think bone, bonehead things? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, robot um, grill cleaners. Robot grill cleaners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ro- robot grill cleaners. They actually really work, and I don't know sure. why we couldn't sell any. It's <laughs> <laughs> just ahead of his time. All, all my I'm relatives seeing... got them for Christmas last year. That's funny. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I've seen more robots here than I've ever seen that you that you I don't think they clean grills but I, I've just been seeing them in hotel lobbies and around here right oh really now. yeah yeah it's just funny that you brought that up so the, the the robot it would clean a grill what what other things I mean you seem to know that right off the top of your head um, <laughs> gosh we 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 sold um shoes I remember one, that at one time Spa shoes yeah um these were pre they were kind of like Crocs before Crocs existed, and they were made in China, and they came in really cool, vibrant colors, and they were slip-on clog with a removable insole that was cushy. So once word got out to like nurses and doctors, people who were on their feet all day long, they would come in and they'd buy three or four pairs. So we were, we were selling a lot of these, <laughs> and, um, and it was pretty cool. They made great presents for the family as well, and... Um, Eventually, I, I noticed that there were customers that were wanting chairs to sit down and try on shoes, and we were ignoring the people looking at hot tubs. <laughs> and I said, no, we're not doing this anymore. So we, we bagged That's funny. The, the shoes. Yeah. And lucky we did, because the, the industry just went bananas when Crocs came out. Sure. So we, 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 we've been early adopters. How about any hits, any home runs that you've you've taken that you you thought, wow, this is pretty cool that you're willing to share with us? <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. <laughs> no, we have we have a few. Th- we've we've um, developed uh, some private label products, okay, in what um, I call the collection, and they all have to do with um, minimizing uh, chlorine in the water okay. and um, enhancing the spa experience uh, for the user. So there's a half a dozen products that are all kind of connected in that, you know, greenish um, offering. And so we, we'll look to potentially explore um, the menu of, of offerings if, if they meet those criteria. How about you, Jeff? Have you ever had any bombs that you brought home from the show or hits? You know, I, I, you know we're just so heavy into hot tub sales um, that that that's always we seem to go focus on when I have brought back things green eggs different things like that I haven't had the success that I, I thought we could have um, other people have had tremendous success uh, right now Yeti seems to, or I would say about a year ago Yeti's very hot um, now I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people um, that are still doing some are doing well with it some aren't um, it's really hard uh, like you said get the you know staying focused there's a reason why we sell a lot of hot tubs you sell a lot of hot tubs it's because that's what you do um but i think we all wish and and if i had the perfect business model it'd be having something extra to have that just keeps a cash flow and keeps people busy um and you know we're always looking for that you know and and we're coming here we're also 
you know, it's it's about relationships, right? And meeting the people and absolutely. Um, that's probably the biggest part of the show, uh, and the takeaways. I mean, I, I flew out here sitting next to my original rep uh, in like 1986. Wow! Um, and um, you know, we shared a lot of stories and you know, reminiscing and and all of that. And of course, you know, it's such a small world. You know, the other dealers from New England were on the same plane with me. What a surprise! So it was, it was, it started right away. You yeah. know, with relationship building and storytelling and um, sharing and and yeah, it's it's really good. I did think of two other uh, things that sucked. Um, <laughs> one, one was a um, a, pati- a patio heater. Okay. And we went to we had two versions. Um, I think one the tank went underneath, and you know it was a gas patio heater. Sure. Extend your you know patio life. You yeah, know, seemed to make a lot of sense at the time. And then there was a, an electric one that was kind of like a quartz heater, that if you stood within four feet of it, it would, did a nice job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I I have a, several of those in my garage if, <laughs> if you're interested. That's funny. I mean, you're right though. Those those relationships are are priceless. Um, that kind of made me think of I the people I came over on the plane with from even from Oklahoma City, um, and it kind of and I'd met them last year at the show, and then right after I bought the magazines, we were, we put out our first issue of Pool Pro, and it was one of those times where everything fell apart, and of course that's what you want your first issue to be is one that where all everything falls apart, and we had for our cover the the business that we had wanted to feature just pulled out at the last minute. So we had we had no pictures, we had no story, and I was frantic. Well, I'd met these people at the show and I and I called them up and I said, "Can you help me out? We need someone on our cover." Just just keep using Don. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they came through and they had like they were planning their daughter's wedding that weekend <laughs> and they still, you know, let us come by and take pictures and interview them for that and I will be forever grateful for those people. For, for doing that for us, and I mean, they were they were happy to be in the magazine too, but probably not under those under those circumstances. But I mean, those relationships they can they can really save you in in situations, and having that face to face makes a big difference. Have you ever thought about um, trying to leverage your your retail stars as a group? Yes, yes, we have actually. Okay, <laughs> my first question of you. I know. So. Yeah, I mean, we've got some. We've got some things in the works, I think, for next year where we're gonna maybe expand that expand that program in some in some fun ways, but we're still kinda working out the details on That's that. another podcast. You know, Norm, I stayed in Boston a few years ago and um, inside the hotel room, it was a great room, but on the pillow, on the chair it said wicked smut. And it was spelled wicked smut. Anyway, I think you're wicked smart. And I'm I'm <laughs> tickled that we were able to get this time together thanks thanks it's uh was pretty painless yeah i'm yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you came and did this and you know took some time out of your your busy schedule as we as we now know at the, at the show <laughs> to, to hang out and and talk to us for the podcast my pleasure that's great thank you so much podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at SpaRetailer.com. Spa